Good morning, and welcome to Connections. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and we're sitting around the fireplace on this rainy day and listening to a harmonica, and I'm glad that you have made the connection and are with us today. Our show's goal is to explore a wide range of topics that get us thinking and talking and figuring out what's going on with us, what's going on with the folks around us, what's going on in the world, and how are we all connected. Maybe even, are we getting a little inspired to do something or challenged? That's what we want to do on our show. And this week, I'm delighted to have Peter Bailey. He's joining me to explore the creative process. Welcome, Peter. Thanks. Great to be here, Lori. Peter is a noted leader in the field of strategic planning and leadership, but so much more. He's the president of the Prouty Project. And tell me about your feelings about creativity. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, it's uh, probably something we all come to at some point. But for me, it's a journey of about 30 years of recognizing my own creative process and then really devoting a life towards education and leadership development where we can evoke people's creative processes, both in their personal lives but also in their professional lives, working in corporations and nonprofits. And when you hear the word creativity... What do you feel? What's going on? And hearing the word creativity can conjure up all kinds of emotions that may excite, might frighten you. Uh, you might feel, wow, that's cool. But then there's some that go, oh, that's a little flaky. So what happens to you when you hear the word creativity? Well, probably like most people, I get that excitement burst, and then I get that Ooh, sudden dread of, <laughs> oh, I have to be creative. Uh -huh. um, and one of the ways that I, I wanted to combat that in my life was to declare that I'm a creative person and just put that out there. To say it. To say it. And I actually have a license plate that I got registered here in Minnesota with the word create. Uh -huh. So if you see me, honk, wave at me. Yeah. Um, but that was just a way for me to say, yes, what am I doing to create mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. And then also inviting others who see my car license plate driving by, what can they do to create today? Mm -hmm. It's acting as if. Right. And when you act as if, it can come together in wonderful ways. Right. Well, there's that fake it till you make it kind of thing. And so I've, I've been a writer, dancer, artist, doing various things. And I think part of that, that little voice that says, no, I'm not, mm. you can't do this, mm -hmm. is just something we all have to face and find a way to say, thank you very much, sit down, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing, uh, but not let it block me. So over those 30 years, as you've been thinking about creativity, you've come up with what a definition for yourself, at least. How would you describe creativity to someone um, who's interested in figuring it out? Well, you know, I, um, I had a company that I started a consultancy years ago called Creative Action. Mm -hmm. And I used the acronym of ICE. I want to break the ICE. I was to inspire uh, an awareness of people's innate abilities. Mm -hmm. C was to challenge them to creative action. And mm -hmm. E was to encourage learning via reflection. Mm. And so if I remind myself, what's the ice I want to break mm -hmm. and, or anybody that I'm working mm -hmm. with? What can I do to recognize that there is creative, creative action to be done mm -hmm. everywhere, mm -hmm. in your backyard, with your garden, um, how you help your child with their math homework, um, what you're cooking for dinner. Uh, there is sort of a set way, a mundane way, or there's a creative way. And I've always been inspired by finding the creative way and finding other people who are inspirational to me. When you bring up garden, um, as I was thinking of creativity, I really like to look at it through the seasons. Yeah. So as we're looking at spring, you know, spring has a lot of feelings to it. There's energy, there's change, it can be unpredictable, you can be ready to plant. Um, but there's also the flood of feelings of hot and cold. I mean, even today it's cold and a couple days ago it was hot. Uh, and it, it's like the sense of burst of something. Mm -hmm. And I think that at the beginning of a creative process, you have that energy burst. And and how do you take it from that energy burst into formulating the creative idea? Well, you know, I think part of us have to remember that we are creative when we're born. Mm -hmm. That's a creative process. That's a birthing. That's a hatching, right. if you will. And I think, unfortunately, and if you've seen Sir Ken uh, Robinson's TED Talk about how creativity is killed by um, many things around us in our society, we have to go back to being creative. And I want to tell that story about my daughter. And um, I call it Sydney and the Solar System. And when she was about 10 years old and I was cooking dinner, I said, sweetie, why don't you sit here at the kitchen table and just draw something while I'm cooking and tell me about your day. And in the minutes that it took me to prepare pasta, 
she had drawn on a piece of paper, just a notebook paper with a ballpoint pen, a complete solar system, cut it out, and was hanging it from the dining room mirror, the, okay. the chandelier over mm-hmm. the table in a way that you could see the, the Saturn and the moon and the sun all orbiting around each other. Three-dimensional. <laughs> she turned the, the Saturn rings around yeah. sideways so that they stood out from the paper. And I said, sweetie, do you realize what you just did here? You took a piece of paper and you created a solar system. Your own universe. You, yeah. And yeah. so I think she is unbelievably talented to everything she does when she does pottery or writing. Uh, and it's a gift. And I think those are the kinds of things we are so precious. And we want to keep those... Fan that flame, if you will, and protect it like a candle in the wind. How do we keep the ability to be creative in whatever we're doing? And then I think sometimes people look at that and go, well, there's only certain people that are creative. I mean, that, that, that's a gift, and, and I don't have it. But you were saying earlier that you think everybody has it within us. I do. I think, uh, and it may look differently. As you know, mm-hmm. we teach in our leadership program at the Prouty Project, we are certified to teach insights discovery, which means that you recognize you lead with various introverted, extroverted, you know, thinking or feeling dimensions. Mm -hmm. And so I think you can be creative, but from those various dimensions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thomas Armstrong wrote a great book, The Seven Kinds of Smart. How are you smart? Mathematically smart? Spatially smart? Artistically smart? Linguistically smart? I mean, so it's not just are you smart? It's what are the ways you are smart? What What ways do you express Ways, Yeah, so perhaps dance is not, or bodily, body modalities aren't your thing, but what about writing or Mm -hmm. music? Mm -hmm. So that in each way that you may be gifted in being smart, you can be gifted in the creative expression of that smart. Absolutely. And I think that's where we have to, for ourselves, be more self-aware. What mm-hmm. am I drawn to? Mm-hmm. You know, What is it that that muse that, that gets us excited? Right. Does somebody particularly good at cruel work and knitting? Are they good at um, house design are they, or you know, interior decorating? And what are the things that people do that demonstrates their capacity to express? I think sometimes people get worried that if you're creative, you're never going to get anything done, that you're just the creative. And so that's nice, but we need to get things done. Well, what do you say about that? Well, you know, I find I kind of think of my creative muse as a bit of a golden retriever that, you know, throw me the ball, throw me the ball, throw me the ball, and can be a little unruly sometimes. So there is that we have to be divergent in our thinking as we do ideation and, and come up with new plans and new ideas or new projects. But then there's also the convergent side where we say, okay, so I've got a whole array of things. Now how do I dial that in and focus and pick the one that feels right? And when you were talking earlier about your daughter and the creative, that that moment must have had a creative spark for both of you. You know, when when you realize as you turn around that there's this this wonderful uh, uh, mobile of sorts of a universe that she's created. So that creativity doesn't have to be just within the person. It's in relationship, too. Absolutely. And I think that's a piece we'll talk about, as we mentioned, a few folks over the next uh, couple of sessions here I'd like to call out. I do think that uh, I like to say that I play better tennis with better tennis players. <laughs> sure. So if I had uh, artist artistic friends, I love being in their um, their their space Mm -hmm. to just allows me to expand into that space with them. And I play better artistically with them. And that can also apply to like improving relationships and looking at your relationships with your family and work. I mean that that creative spark can create a connection. Absolutely. And I think that's a piece of why we like to build leadership programs in cohorts because, you know, you don't live in a vacuum. We are, it's, it is about relationship and it's about creative relationship. How do we um, interact in a way that brings out the best of each of us? And sometimes you have to, like the billiard balls on a table, click against somebody else and see what that click does to send you off in a different direction. And with that, there, uh, you did say earlier, there's a couple things that we wanted to do shout-outs. And I think we'll, we'll go to some of those shout-outs. One of them um, that you mentioned is, what do you do with an idea? Okay. And that's by Kobe Yamada. Yep. And it's a creative children's book. If you haven't seen this recently, it's something I'm using with our corporate groups even. What do you do with an idea? And it just talks about this um, sweet little egg-shaped idea and how we sometimes reject it. 
and yet it follows us. <laughs> and as you know from you know, staying up at night and sure. something niggling at you while you're uh, just going through your day, you realize, I can't shake that idea. I better embrace that idea. And so it shows what happens when we embrace our ideas. So uh, it's a great purchase uh, if you haven't had a chance to buy this. It also comes with a wonderful plush toy. If you, <laughs> it's a great if you get egg. That. And it's a great stuffy little egg. And I, uh, So I've got one in my office and one at home as a nice. reminder, like, yeah, do stuff with your ideas. Don't run away from them. The next one is Phil Hansen, the uh, artist. Yes, Phil Hansen is a national treasure. He is, uh, you may have seen his TED Talk, but he also is um, somebody, I think, who has totally captured his sense of creative expression and really is devoted to helping others explore theirs as well. And then I uh, also want to do a quick shout out to Stages. It will be giving away some tickets to their up, their show that's going on right now, the uh, Stone Soup. So we want to talk about that in the next segment as well. But before we go, I want to hear about L3 that I know Prouty Project's doing. Tell me about what that is. Right. L3 is the cohort that I mentioned that we, we invite people to send their uh, senior leaders and um, up-and-coming leaders from nonprofit organizations and, and private and public-held companies to really work in concert with each other over a course of three separate sessions. And we built it on a ladder stepping of starting with leading self, then leading others, then leading the business. So again, give that to me again. Those are the L3, the three yep. dimensions. Yep. Leading self, leading others, leading the business. And Got it's it. all in the round of emotional intelligence. How do I become more self-aware about my creative approaches, my strategic thinking, and my capacity to lead my organization well? But it has to start with me as a person first. And creativity is part of that. A huge part of it. And we, we put people into all kinds of challenging and fun circumstances under which they find themselves leading. Um, we like to say at the Prouty Project, catch yourself in your own behavior and then really find ways to expand and improve on that. Well, if you're interested or you want to send someone to develop their leadership, check out the proudyproject.com or L3 at proudyproject.com. Now, we're uh, off to our next segment. Thanks so much for listening to this one. Learn about wine, learn about yourself. How? With the Wine Fate Fortune Telling Cards. 24 cards, each explaining a different wine grape that can be read like tarot cards, only easy. It's a unique, fun new way to explore the wine world and get a glimpse of your future. Uncork your destiny. Find out what the Wine Fate Fortune Telling Cards can tell you. Love, money, success, or what wine to have with dinner. Great for a party or a girls' night. Order your deck now by going to winefate.com. That's winefate.com. This message is brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. Business is about more than just making money. It's about working within a community to provide goods and services for the benefit of everyone involved. In this age of racing to the bottom, where big chain stores are interested in selling the lowest quality goods and paying their employees the least possible amount, it's time to take a stand and tell the world that you support your community and reject the age of disposable everything. At Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park, we provide fresh, intriguing furniture at fair prices. We're unique, local, and honestly, really talented. Habitation in St. Louis Park offers mid-century, modern, raw industrial, and generally exciting furniture for your living, dining, bed, and family rooms. Please, stop into Habitation today and experience what shopping for home furnishings should be. And be sure to let us know that you heard about Habitation on AM950. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's France, 1940. Tensions are high, the booze is flowing, war is coming. Little Wars features Lillian Hellman, Dorothy Parker, Gertrude Stein, Alice B. Toklas, Agatha Christie, and a mysterious American woman having the best what-if dinner party you can imagine. Together they'll drink, scoff, and face their demons. Everyone has a confession, and someone has a secret. Prime Productions, a new Twin Cities professional theater, celebrates women in their second act and brings the Midwest premiere of Little Wars, a play by Stephen Carl McCaslin, to the Mixed Blood Theater, running from May 5th through the 21st. 
Prime Production spotlights the compelling stories of women of a certain age. Don't miss this dynamic evening of sparkling conversation laced with edgy vulnerabilities brought to us by the women of Little Wars. This is a must-see show by Prime Productions, so buy your tickets now by going to primeprods.org. That's primeprods.org. We are having fun at Connections Radio, and I'm so glad that you joined us to join in on the fun and talk about creative, creative uh, adventures, creative ideas, creative uh, lifestyles. How are we being creative? What is the creative process? And I have Peter Bailey joining us, who is a leader in creativity, in the workplace and in education and all things good. Peter, so glad you're here. Thanks, Lori. This is wonderful. Thanks. Oh, it's great fun. And we've got all sorts of toys here. Um, Peter does a wonderful job of bringing things that help uh, spark the imagination. You've got a palette with paint. So cool. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's, I, it's one of those um, sort of French artist hand palettes. Yes, exactly. And uh, I cover it in, in various colors of, uh, in this case, oil paints or uh, acrylics. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love saying that in the smell of linseed oil, there is promise. <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> and there is something exciting about just seeing the range of colors. And as a reminder, for us to try out all our colors. And you do that with the workplace, don't you? With helping people really understand that there's a lot more colors to choose from. Right. And I think that's where we get a little stuck uh, early on. Um, Robert Fulgham wrote a great book years ago called Everything I Learned in Kindergarten. You know, learned from kindergarten. And I think we've, we've found ourselves migrating away from that creative kindergarten self and have become sort of regimented and locked and defended and protected in our houses in a way that doesn't allow us full expression. Very judgmental, very quickly. And I remember when I was in kindergarten, I loved to make presents for people. I mean, presents were something that you created and you gave from your heart. But we've stopped doing that. We've made it something else, some other kind of a ritual where we don't give of ourselves. Right. Well, I think that's where that quick thing is. As soon as somebody hears something creative, you shut down and you say, I'm not creative. Um, You mentioned the gift giving. Yeah. That's an area for me that is, is something where I think... We have defaulted to gift cards because we don't know what people would like. And we, we're fearful. Yeah. We're fearful that we're going to make the wrong decision. They're not going to like it. So we want to abdicate ourselves to a certain degree from even being participants in it. Just, well, here, here, go get what you want. Right, which I think in some ways is, uh, and I'm probably going to get some feedback on this one, yeah. but we're going to be uh, recognizing that's a selfish thing. That mm-hmm. if I really want to think about a person for a gift, I need to think about them, mm-hmm. not about, ooh, will I get it wrong? Right. So the more I think about them, and that's an empathy move, and that's an e- emotional mm-hmm. intelligence move to get out of myself and think about others, what might that person need, want, love, be delighted, be surprised by? But so, that's making a decision. And, and, and I think sometimes we don't want to think about what needs to go into a decision. That maybe because we don't know, that's an opportunity to talk to that person, right. to talk to your kid. Yeah. Say, what Explore do you it. want? Yeah, unlock it's, for them. Right. It's not like, what do I want to give you? You know, it, it's really finding out. And then you may find some wonderful things that you didn't know that they're interested in and right. that they want. And, and it's fun to do something creative that doesn't cost money. Right. And I think that's another fear that comes is like, oh, I got to buy them something expensive or else I think I'm a terrible gift giver. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite gifts is to go to a used bookstore and buy people a shopping bag of my favorite books or books that mm-hmm. I think would be their favorite books mm-hmm. and, and bundle it up in, you know, funny paper or something. Mm-hmm. But just to show up with a bag of books and say, here, I was thinking about you. And I think those are the, the thinking about you aspects can make us more creative. And it's about uh, taking that time to reflect. Right. And I think sometimes we're in a hurry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That birthday's coming up. Oh, I'll just get a, a gift card. Um, so how do we create, you know, sort of a, a sacredness about ritual, about honoring, about why are we giving the gift, uh, and taking more time around it. Right. And I think leaving little notes for people you care about is is a lovely gift giving. I think, you know, before I leave in the morning, I leave my wife a post-it note on the kitchen counter, and I do a little drawing on it. 
You know, and the days I do it, I think it's better than the days I don't do it. You know, <laughs> but it's one of those things that how can I gift anything to a person I work with? I like thinking about people when I travel and bring things back. Doesn't have to be expensive, but again, it's the thinking, the creative process is the thinking about others or thinking in a bigger way. And I like to see the process of creativity going from that feeling into the thinking. I mean, and I see summer as a time where. You can, like we were saying, talk about watch the clouds right? and just take it in. And we, we don't give ourselves enough time to just not have an agenda, right? Well, you know, I like to ask groups that I work with, a show of hands, please, in the room. How many of you folks think this year feels faster than last year? And <laughs> invariably, all hands go up. And then I ask, who controls that speed? Mm-hmm. And they all say, we do. And so the the challenge to us is to really carve out the space. At first, it's going to feel like carving, but then making space and mm-hmm. and finding a way to to create a, a, a creative space in your garage or a bedroom or a home office or in your workplace. That's a creative muse space. Mm-hmm. Um, finding time in your commute home to not just uh, chatter on the phone, but to allow some quiet. The feng shui of a commute, I think, can be really important. I have a, a bell I created at the last art crawl, and it's made out of an oxygen tank. Cut it in half. Mm-hmm. Had somebody, you know, cut through that with an arc welder, and and I hung a baseball inside it, and that's the the clanging part. And if you hit that as you, as you leave your home, okay, world, here I come to be creative. And then as you come back in, hit the bell or something like that that's symbolic for people so that they see transition times and um, reflection times, uh, not just turning on the radio, not just turning on the television, but allowing some of that downtime, that quiet space. I love that it's an air tank. I mean, yeah. that, that's like we breathe it. Yeah, right. I mean, it's our right. air. It's our, you know, it's almost claiming how to breathe and, and that we're going to breathe life uh, yeah. on our terms yep. and not just getting scattered into to all of the, the radio or the conversation or whatnot, but, but claim our air, claim yeah. time to breathe. So as we look at um, making meaning, out of all of this. Does that happen in the reflection, do you think? You know, again, going back to the golden retriever of divergent and then convergent, I think the reflection time is critical to how we reflect upon what's important to us. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to hear that still small voice if we're distracted. So there's so many wonderful meditative practices, yoga practices, breathing practices, stretching, dance practices that can quiet ourselves down, quiet the monkey mind so that we actually can hear what is the best solution to the problem I'm trying to solve at work or the relationship issue I'm trying to sort out or what to do about my job or money or which car to buy. You're not going to get that by trying to figure it out on a napkin. I think the challenge is really to be um, in a creative space or, as you mentioned before, in creative dialogue with other people. And we've got some shout-outs. Yeah. Peter Himmelman. Let me out, unlock your creative mind, and bring your ideas to life. Yeah, tremendous. He's a musician locally here who's moved into California and uh, has written a wonderful book. Uh, You've had him on a previous show, Let Me Out. And he has one of those people who can spontaneously write songs in front of you. He's done that in our (laughs) office, and he just will take a theme and and draw draw it out of you. And he's got a great way of looking at the the writer's block or 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 the creative block, and he calls it MARV, which stands for Majorly afraid of revealing vulnerability <laughs> so i highly recommend getting peter himmelman's book look for him online um his big muse website is great and he's uh, a, a kindred spirit out there doing amazing work also want to make sure that we talk about your l3 the cohort program that offers intensive collaborative and experiential environment for leaders yeah and the l3 is that leading self leading others leading the business it's three days each of those segments so you come on a journey with us with other journeyers who are leaders in their own companies and you get a chance to cross fertilize with other executives who are trying to figure out how to lead this in their work as well. And that's at the Leadership Lodge. And for more information, go to L3 at proudyproject.com. This goes too fast. We're off to our next segment. So stay with us. We're going to be coming back and talking about fall. That's great. We served our country like those before us. The camaraderie is what kept me going. You know, it was a dangerous area. All of Vietnam was dangerous. 
I didn't know what to expect when I get back. For the first 10 years after I got out, no one would have known that I was in the service. I got home, got married two weeks later, got a job. We came back, built lives, families, and communities, but we still had challenges. The carnage of war left an indelible mark on me. I would have intrusive thoughts. They're horrible nightmares. Services and support that can help are available for veterans. I went to the VA, talked to my doctor. I started doing groups. I started doing one-on-one -on -one counseling. We found ways to move past these challenges for ourselves and for our families. At MakeTheConnection.net, you can hear our stories and find tools and services available to you. The more I talk to people, family, friends, other vets, the better I feel. Prime Productions, a new professional theater, debuts with the regional premiere of Little Wars by Stephen Carl McCaslin. It's France, 1940. Tensions are high, the booze is flowing, war is coming. Little Wars features Lillian Hellman, Dorothy Parker, Gertrude Stein, Alice B. Toklas, and Agatha Christie having the best what-if dinner party you can imagine. Performing at Mixed Blood Theater, the show runs from May 5th through the 21st. For tickets and information, go to primeprods.org. That's prime, P-R-O-D-S, dot org. April showers bring more than May flowers. They'll also be bringing those hot, steamy Minnesota summer days. Fortunately, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is bringing you relief with its May air conditioner sale. That's right. When you install a new furnace in May, you can get a top-of-the-line high-efficiency air conditioner for just $2,790. Escape the heat and sleep comfortably all summer long, all at a great price. Some restrictions apply. See Standard Heating's website for details at standardheatingdeals.com. Old Log Theater presents the Savannah Sippin' Society, a delightful laugh-a-minute comedy featuring four unique Southern women all needing to escape the sameness of their day-to-day -day routines and finding themselves drawn together by fate and an impromptu happy hour. They decide it's high time to reclaim the enthusiasm for life they've lost through the years filled with laughter, hilarious misadventures, and the occasional liquid refreshment, these middle-aged women successfully bond and find the confidence to jumpstart their new lives. Together, they discover lasting friendships and renewed determination to live in the moment, and most importantly, realize it's never too late to make new old friends. Running through May 20th, Tickets may be purchased online at oldlog.com. I'm Branson Coltrane here with your AM 950 weather update. Today is going to be cooler than yesterday with a high chance of rain. Highs around 50 and lows around 45. Paul's Market CSA provides the freshest box of CSA produce you'll find in the Twin Cities. By signing up for a CSA with Paul's for 18 weeks starting in June, you'll receive a box of fresh, locally grown food from Paul's. Pickup locations are available throughout the metro area. Learn more at Pauls.com. Good morning and welcome to Connections Radio. I'm Lori Fitz and we have been talking about creative creativity and we've been looking at it through the lens of the seasons as well as bringing up all kinds of other creative people and what's happening out in our our world uh, our twin cities our region all around and i'm having a conversation with peter bailey and he is a leader of leadership <laughs> and he's also the president of the Prouty Project. Tell me a little bit more about your background, Peter. Yeah, thanks. I uh, came from New York originally and did a lot of work early on with urban youth. I taught in South Bronx High School for three years and worked at a Native American reservation upstate New York in Mohawk Res, uh, Akwazasne, and uh, became passionate early on about how do you f help people find their best selves. And really, that's a creative process. It's a heroic journey, mm -hmm. but it's a creative process to really unlock who you are so that you can do good work and help others and be your best self. And in our first segment, we talked about getting that muse, that feeling, which is kind of like spring, and then how to reflect on that and think about it, which is kind of like a nice summer breeze in the summer. And by fall, we've got harvest and we've got things to be done, food that needs to be harvested and shared in community. So in that sense of doing, and creativity is doing, um, 
how do we be creative when then we've got all these to-do lists to do? How do, is, is creativity something extra? Some creative something that we have to like focus on or, or can it come through what we do and everything that we do? Oh, I think it can be everything we do. As I mentioned in the earlier segment, my license plate is create so mm-hmm. that no matter what I do, what am I doing to create the most expansive expression of that? And uh, certainly the work that we do with, with our corporate groups, we have, uh, environments we set up with pipe cleaners and play-doh and sticky spongy things so that people i don't think i've ever come to proudy project where i haven't been playing with pipe cleaners right it's just part of it and people gravitate to (laughs) that because it gives permission and it's colorful and it's colorful we have music playing and we usually get out we talk 10 minutes and you're out of your seats doing Uh, something uh. So I think that's part of recognizing, you know, I have a master's in experiential ed, and it's the design, the instructional design of inviting people into creative process for the benefit of the work that they're doing, their strategy, and uh, what they're contributing to the world. So it can become second nature, but there, there does need to be some training, don't you think, to help people feel more comfortable in being creative? Oh, I think there's a step you can take to get there, and we, we build uh, sort of an invite an invitation to doing that. There's a mm-hmm. wonderful book by Franz Johansson called The Medici Effect, where he helps you look at what are the um, associative barriers that we that are sort of blindering us in as we're thinking of, of projects or new ways to go in our business. And so by helping people lower those associative barriers, and we have a stage step that we do that where we, we invite people up sort of a creative process mm-hmm. with the Prouty Group, uh, it helps people be more expansive. But you can't just jump into the deep end of the pool sometimes. You have to wade in and then get more and more comfortable being creative. And that waiting in is really a trust process, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, we have to earn the trust for the people we're working with. But there's also a, a creative prompting because we bring in surprise and we bring in imagination. And uh, we really like people to, at their own pace, be as creative as they can be, not just as creative as we want them to be. And that trust that that gets built is, is a trust that within themselves and with each other so that when you do do the surprises... It's not so scary? Right, right. Well, if you think about the, the old comfort zone in the mm-hmm. center and then risk and then danger, it's really how do we expand people's comfort zones? So what used to be risky is now something within their comfort zone. And once we figure out what their danger is, they can ex- sort of uh, expand their zone into what was danger for them, and now it's just risk. And when you bring it all together... it creates a community well to do this in much like theater groups have found this choral groups have found this dance groups have found this that when you're doing this in partnership or doing this in relationship there's a bonding so when we do the l3 program for example that cohort group gets to learn and stretch in uh in a safe environment on behalf of themselves and their personal lives and their professional lives but really on behalf of their companies so that they can bring their very best selves to their jobs well, you mentioned theater, and I, I wanted to let our audience know that we are giving um, some tickets away, so you can call in. The Stages Theater Company has two shows left of their Stone Soup, and Stone Soup is about community. Oh, it's, it's about great. how people can come together and, and share one ingredient, but by each of us giving that one ingredient, we create a multiple of tastes that come together and, and a feast in community, which is sort of like the harvest. So they're giving away a pack of four tickets. Um, it's for Sunday's 2 p.m. performance. And you can call in and we'll take your, the first person who calls in can have uh, this four pack. It's at 952-946-6205. That's 952-946-6205. Now, we were talking about trust. And I th- often think that there's a little bit of danger. Mm that always looms around creativity and that when you have that danger, you kind of know you're onto something. If it scares you just a little bit, that that's okay. Right. And I think that that's the fear thing around possibility mm-hmm. is a trigger. It is an awareness. For example, I don't have any fear that I'm going to be called to the white house to deliver a creativity <laughs> workshop. I don't think that's going to happen. But you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Right. But if you were to say, well, uh, the Minnesota Senate, heard about you and wants you to come in there, all of a sudden my heart might flutter because, wow, that actually might happen, and now I'm afraid. Uh But the fear is around possibility. 
of being successful. So I think a fear is a wonderful uh, barometer for us. And so if we're, again, going back to EQ, mm -hmm. self-aware, mm -hmm. how do I feel about this? Do I have fear around this? Or do I see possibility in mm -hmm. doing this? Then we can really be more expansive in anything that we're doing. And fear can stop you. I mean, it can, it can be so big that it stops you. And maybe that's not a bad thing, you know, because... It, I don't think I'm prepared to go and give a creativity exercise at the White House. And I would go, no, I will pass on that because I know my limitations right, and that right. might not be where I'm at. Whereas I think it might be a possibility for you. I well, mean, yeah. And I think that's where my comfort zone has to expand into mm -hmm. risk and danger. So mm -hmm. I think for people who are creative educators, we also have to be on the edge all the time, pushing mm -hmm. ourselves into the next creative thing, learning another language. I, I took up polo for a couple of years because that was a highly exciting and, you know, fear-inducing sport, <laughs> but it was wonderful. Um, again, going back to learning languages, uh, taking on another artistic craft. Travel. Travel. Um, You've got great travel programs that you do every year that I'm just Right, the stretch expedition, if yeah. you go to the Proudy Project website, is about taking people somewhere in the world to do physical challenge or uh, service-based challenge. And that keeps us on our edge of where we connected to the earth. And, and it stretches giving. us. It does, absolutely. In new ways and, and in powerful ways. Now, there's some other programs out there that uh, you'd like to give a shout out to, I know. Studio E. Tell me about this entrepreneurial think tank. Yeah, uh, two people in the Twin Cities, again, national treasures, Tom Weiss and Nate Garvis, have concocted in their own creative way, and they've partnered with Babson College, which is known for their entrepreneurial uh, master's program, a wonderful cohort to unlock people's ideas and take them to fruition. Um, so go do it. Just the, go out and so do that's it. The, that's the do it side of creativity. <laughs> yes, yeah. Not just talk about it, but to really recognize what are the inner voices, the inner narrator in our voices that in our heads that get in the way of us and accomplishment. Mm -hmm. So we we partnered with them early on in helping design the Studio E project. But I would invite people to also look at that online and see what you can do to to come to something like that where you're a part of a community walking through four separate contact points on a creative journey. And Studio E has done some amazing things. And these and are for entrepreneurs that, that want to make this a business. Yes, and for anybody in any level of a company that could bring entrepreneurial, or I like to think of intrapreneurial mm -hmm. uh, experience to the work that they're already doing. Now, you also talk about interplay as being a cool thing to do. Tell me yeah, about interplay. Yeah, many years ago, I was uh, leader trained in interplay, and it's a dance modality. Again, Google interplay. If you're here in the Twin Cities, you can find a, a, a dance workshop on Wednesdays from 10 to 12 at the, uh, the Friends Meeting House on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. And interplay is a, a process not like any other. It really is. It's a very freeing, improvisational dance process that helps you recognize five different movements, thrusting, hanging swinging, shaping, and stillness. Now, you say that everyone has one predominant way of, like, moving through, even if they, you saw them in the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can you recognize. Can, oh, that's a swinger. Yeah, you can recognize <laughs> people's movement styles, and I think the creative aspect of this dance process is that nothing, you can't do anything wrong, whereas with ballet, it's so precise, I think people feel like they're going to get it wrong more than they get it right. And they do. Well, with interplay, <laughs> we do a thing called soft eyes. How do you see the dance that they're doing in a way that you appreciate the beauty and the movement mm -hmm. and the spontaneity, not the correctness of it. And so there's an energy that, that you bring to it by knowing these are these five choices that you can make. Choices is a great word. Yeah. And and you move to music, whatever the or music Or against is. the music. So you can move against it. So again, you can't do it wrong. You can't like, oh, I don't have rhythm. I missed the beat. Yeah. I did, yeah. <laughs> the idea really is to just tap in. And so it's a very freeing, if you really want to explore your ability to express Interplay dance is for somebody in a wheelchair, someone who's 89 years old and wants to keep moving even though they're sore and have stiff muscles, um, or you're young and you want to sort of keep people from blowing out your creative fire. It's a wonderful process for doing that. And when you're doing, when you're dancing, my guess is that you're just totally immersed into the process of dancing. But afterwards, do you find yourself thinking in new ways? Do you find yourself... Um, coming up with a new idea, how has that affected you when you've done your interplay? Well, I think that the interplay concept is a philosophy almost. It's mm -hmm. a way of thinking more creatively, more expansively. We, we say, um, stay still until you know how to move or move until you know how to stay how to stop, you know, and so it, it really gives you freedom in your life. So if I am stuck on a project, I'll get up and walk around or do something um, to music that gets me unstuck. 
Mm-hmm. And I think what interplay is about is flow. And how do we stay in flow with anything? It goes back to our, our earlier, you know, this is a sort of a crazy time in our world right now. Mm-hmm. And people are getting more and more rigid and more and more stuck. <sighs> Take a deep breath. What we need is more flow, not more stuckness. But that fear comes up. I mean, it, 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 there isn't a day that's gone by in the last few months that hasn't, I think, stopped everyone for whatever reason, no matter where you come from with your feelings about it. Right. You get like, oh, wow. Right. And, and I think the first inclination is just like a, a, a horse that's scared is to stop. Right. And right. ears prick. And yeah. You, yeah. You know, do I bolt or am I okay? And it's that fight or flight. And, and fight or flight doesn't necessarily give us creative options. Right. It just, it's that lower brain instinct and it's either to protect ourselves or run. But you're saying there's other options. To well, I think we need to, uh, you know, it, there's a wonderful quote and I, I don't remember who said it, but that um, character is, um, in challenging times, character is not defined, character is revealed. Mm-hmm. And so where are we being challenged in our lives to reveal the aspects of ourselves that we treasure, that we that are precious, mm-hmm. our creative selves, our deeper sense of ourselves, and staying despite fear, despite uh, a sense of writer's block or uh, creative block. Or trauma that may have occurred. Just, trauma, yeah. yeah just, How do we move forward? Where do mm-hmm. we call upon that to be our best selves? And to first find ourselves, but then to get out of ourselves so that we're doing something on behalf of somebody else or on behalf of our organizations. And nature can be a way to support that as well and getting out. And I, I want to just put a last plug in for folks to think about going to the Leadership Lodge on beautiful Sugar Lake in Grand Rapids. That's a wonderful way to think about leadership. And we are finishing up our third segment. We're going to be coming back and talking about winter and all the cool things that maybe reflecting and believing can help with creativity. Learn about wine, learn about yourself. How? With the Wine Fate Fortune Telling Cards. 24 cards, each explaining a different wine grape that can be read like tarot cards, only easy. It's a unique, fun new way to explore the wine world and get a glimpse of your future. Uncork your destiny. Find out what the Wine Fate Fortune Telling Cards can tell you. Love, money, success, or what wine to have with dinner. Great for a party or a girl's night. Order your deck now by going to winefate.com. That's winefate.com. What does six generations of family farming sustainably grown on a thousand acres get you? It is the freshest CSA box of produce in the Twin Cities from Paul Farms. Go to pauls.com to sign up and for 18 weeks starting in June, you will receive the best from Paul's Fields to your table, all grown locally. Pick up locations all over the Twin Cities. It is no stress, no mess, just fresh. Order your CSA today at pauls.com. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Grill Expo is this Saturday and Sunday at Borner's Stellion. We're firing up all the top-rated grills so you can see them in action. Choose from the best gas, charcoal, and pellet grills and receive free assembly from specialists you can trust. You'll also receive free local delivery, free recycling, special financing, and three free products from no-name butcher-quality meat and seafood. Don't miss Grill Expo, 10 to 4 Saturday and noon to 4 Sunday. Go to warnerstellion.com to learn more. Looking for a great new read? Then stop in at Common Good Books on the corner of Grand and Snelling in St. Paul by the McAllister College campus. Their large and sunny location offers an expansive selection of titles with enough room to bring in your favorite authors and speakers from around the world. So stop by and visit the friendly folks at Common Good Books, 38 South Snelling in St. Paul. For more information and a list of upcoming events, visit them online at commongoodbooks.com. Prime Productions, a new professional theater, debuts with the regional premiere of Little Wars by Stephen Carl McCasland. It's France, 1940. Tensions are high, the booze is flowing, war is coming. 
Little Wars features Lillian Hellman, Dorothy Parker, Gertrude Stein, Alice B. Toklas, and Agatha Christie having the best what-if dinner party you can imagine. Performing at Mixed Blood Theater, the show runs from May 5th through the 21st. For tickets and information, go to primeprods.org. That's prime, P-R-O-D-S, dot org. fun talking about creativity here on Connections Radio. I'm Laurie Fitz, and I have a wonderful co-host for our creative show today, Peter Bailey. Peter, thank you for joining us It's today. been fun. Thank you so much, Laurie. Oh, we love it when Connections has Peter come join us and think in new ways and get us energized about creativity. And Peter gets to do creative work all the time. That's just your passion. <laughs> and you work with good people and bringing that out. Oh, we do, we do. Thinking in new ways and strategic planning is, is creative. I, mean, I think sometimes people look at strategic planning, oh, i got to figure out what I need to do in five years and I can't do that. Uh, how do I even imagine that? But you make it very engaging. Well, at the Proudy Group, and that's, you know, there's a number of us that do this. Jeff mm-hmm. Proudy and Mike Felmley and Sam Smith and Andrea West are part of the team. And we have a group behind the scenes called, you know, Mission Control. And the whole environment is set up to be our best creative selves. Ostensibly, strategic planning is just where are you now? Where do you want to go? What's your heartfelt reason for going there? And what are the steps you're going to take? But that's the lockstep of it. But what's exciting is the process we bring to that with TED Talks and inspirational videos and, and paired conversations and unlocking question processes that really tap people into their creative space so they can do their best work. I think some people naturally love the idea of imagining, but others are afraid of it. Right. So creating the space to allow people to feel comfortable in being the creator of their future is huge. I mean, that's ownership, that's responsibility, and it's fun. It's not something to be fearful of. Right. Well, and I think it goes back to the first segment of how quickly the voice says, I can't be creative, and I'm not creative. And, you know, what are these pipe cleaners? You know, mm-hmm. these are in my way. They're distracting. Yeah. What does this mean? What am I supposed to do right. with this? Am, this I, is scary. am I doing this right? Right, right. But it's a choice. It is a choice. So how, how do we form choices? What are ways that the choices come up for us? that both enable and stop us? Well, you know, I think back to uh, some of the early coachings people may have heard too with that idea that whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mm -hmm. So what are the voices in our head, that inner narrator, that um, the thought bubble that says you can't do this? Richard Bach in his book Illusions has a great quote. He says, argue for your limitations and sure enough, they're yours. as a self-awareness tool with emotional intelligence, we help people see that, wow, I do have a lot of blocking voices that get in my way. So let's get beyond those. And in that fear, sometimes just, you know, as you said, uh, doing it, faking it until you make it, you know, right. you just, as if you have that power, you just act in that way. And sure enough, your brain finally goes, oh, okay, we do that. All yeah, right. right. Well, we can do that. Sure. Because we've declared that we do it. So we do. Right. And part of that is also highlighting for people where they are already creative. Mm-hmm. It's not about making you jump off a cliff, but really inviting you to see that here's where you already are creative in your way of being creative. And now let's just expand that. And for me, it's believing. Right. It's believing in ourselves. It's believing that if we say it, that we can do it. When we don't believe it, that's when I think we stop ourselves. Right. And that's when the fear comes in. We have it. And it is a leap of faith in ourselves. To, to get to that point. And I think winter is about those leap of faith moments of, of coming together with spirituality. You were talking about Native Americans, and that's the time when stories are told. Right. In fact, the group that I've worked with in, in the Mohawk culture was that they would say you're not allowed to tell stories except during winter. Mm. And that was the winter count. And on a deer skin, you would put um, symbols of things that happened that were important over your time. And, and the story is really at the heart of it for ourselves. What is our story? Right. And, you know, as we talked about my, my wife's journey through cancer in CaringBridge, there is that way that they, even on CaringBridge, they call you authors. And in her recovery from cancer, she has authored a very positive, uh, light-giving story to tell to others mm-hmm. of how you too can come through hard and scary times if you see the positive choices you can make in that. And being able to be the hero 
in our own story. I mean, I, sometimes there are some places where you feel like, well, you're the um, you're the support to the Don Quixote. You're the Sancho. Right, <laughs> or, Sancho Paz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But how, how do you start shifting that from being either the assistant or a, a character walk-on to having it be the hero? Is, well, that, is that a shift that needs to be made? Well, this might be one of those things that um, my wife would recognize the humor in because I'm on the board of directors for Outward Bound and they have dog sledding up there that's phenomenal. And on one of the dog sleds, there was a written quote that says, always star in your own movie. Yes. And I think that's what you're speaking about yes. there. That So where can we star in our own movies and see our lives as our own movie? And if you want to be limited, okay. Uh-huh. But if you want to be big and bold and and give and contribute, you're going to have to step up to that challenge. So you can be the producer, get you can over be the yourself. director, you can get be the lead over, actor. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And speaking of film, yes. talk to me about Eric D. Howell. Well, I was very excited last week to have in our office at the Prouty Project, Eric D. Howell, who is the film producer of, of Anna's Playground and of Voice from the Stone uh, recently. And I got to be in his team preparing and really brainstorming their next creative process. And what I saw in Eric, I was really struck by and moved. He, as a very creative writer and director, invited contributions from the eight other people he invited to the think tank. And I got to see someone who is, instead of being a command and control director, was a vulnerable leader director. And that's just so inspiring to see people take a creative idea, share it openly. It's like um, strong opinions held loosely. And how do you... And the co-creation process then. Absolutely. That that allows input. I think sometimes there's a stereotype of the artist is like, no, this is mine and it's no one can change it or touch it because it's my vision and and I'm going to be just ruthless in making sure that it's just my idea that gets out there. But the more creative people I know, they're really into kind of this jazz style. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. The improv. Yeah. Yeah. You come up, you kind of know what the tune is, but let's just see where it goes together and take turns. And and the vulnerability, I think, is, is key too. Right. And I think that's that playing better tennis with better tennis players. I want to bring a room full of really good tennis players or really good creative thinkers or really good spiritual people into together so that the work we're doing is elevated. And one thing that I just want to make sure audience knows before we um, wrap up today is that the stages is putting together a wonderful show about that creative idea of everyone bringing something and that we're all sharing. And that stone soup, there's only two performances left. Um, There's today and Sunday, and uh, it's a terrific show. And you should go to stagestheater.org for more information. Um, And then before we go, just one last comment, one last set of thoughts about your L3, because I think it's so important for folks to know that there's opportunities to learn how to use this creativity and leadership. Right. Well, if you think about L3 being a cohort of better tennis players. Yes. You know, let's play with that idea for a moment and just say that we've invited um, some of the top leaders in the Twin Cities and their companies to come together and there's still space for the the cohort. So please contact us. And I know you'll give them the contact information, but you'll you'll go through a three-day segment on leading self, three days on leading others, and then three days really focusing on leading your organization and that's the l3 at proudyproject.com and that's p-r-o-u-t-y project.com and one thing that you told me before we went on the show is the idea that to make the purple egg we might start out as pink we need some dunking right so that the easter egg analogy i use a lot at the proudy project and it's really that any of these processes are are bold and are going to take a number of dips so you have to start dunking your easter egg multiple times we're going for purple but we all we have right now is pink and we're going to have peter take us out with his harmonica thanks so much for listening to connections we'll look forward to having you join us next week